Hello, we're back. Series 2 of Turf Talk, our new jump season preview. Thanks to everyone for coming back. I know it's been a bit of a while. We'll just give a bit of an explanation, I reckon, about what went on over the summer, didn't we? We were, we were both just ridiculously busy and we couldn't commit to bringing you one, you know, one every week or every other week. And it, it, was, it was just got to the point where... We thought we were better off leaving it on the on the back burner until until we could commit to doing it weekly in the jump season rather than just giving you ones at random intermittent periods <laughs> when there was a big race around. Yeah, it was. So, so so we decided we decided we'll we'll have the summer off and come back. And also, ready, I, I felt like we're more of jumps people, aren't we? Yeah, um, I think we are. And when we were talking about flats racing, we didn't quite have the same enthusiasm. So we thought we'd come back. More as a jump racing, national hunt racing podcast rather than a, just a general racing podcast. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I think that's the way we're looking. Hopefully, we've learned as well from we, we, we tried some things towards the back end of last season. Uh, some worked, most didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we are going to uh, format this just like we did with our season preview last year. Ten minutes on each of the four championships. The champion hurdle, champion chase, stayers hurdle and the Cheltenham Gold Cup, of course. And well, Jim, shall we crack on with the champion hurdle? Yeah, let's get on with it. Exeter Paisley Park is really getting going now. He moves down towards the last fight. He's taking it up. Aidan Coleman produces Paisley Park to lead at the final flight of hurdles to Sam Spinner. Paisley Park, that wasn't clever. He only landed by a neck. He's given Sam Spinner another chance. But Pope is running on. There again he gets going. Paisley Park has moved on by two lengths with Aidan Coleman. He's won all his races this season. Now he's won the Sun Racing Stairs Hurdle. Sam Spinner was second for Enid. Right, and as we said, we'll start with... The champion hurdle, unfortunately, without the reigning champion Esplad Allen, who we lost very sadly over the summer. I thought he were a, an absolute weapon as well. It's going to be a shame not to have him back with us. But there's a very, very talented novice from last season heading the market for the champion hurdle classical dream at a general three to one. Dual champion Bouverdere looking for redemption to regain his crown sixes, tens Pentland Hills, fourteens Fusil Raffles, then a general sixteens for Saldier, twenties and bigger. The remainder, Jim. It's not the deepest of field. Well, it wasn't last year, was it? No. Mellon and Silver Streak were placing a champion hurdle. Yeah. So, will this take much winning? I, I don't think so. Um, I think the market's got it definitely right at the minute. I think Classical Dream is a solid favourite. His mm. novice form last season was very good, I thought, and I think that. I'm looking forward more to classical dream running than Pentland Hills from out of the novice slash juveniles coming through. Bouverdere's obviously the standard setter. But yeah, it could be could be an interesting season. Classical dream I really like. I, w- I watched all his race replays back. Uh, I, I'm, I've written some anti-post previews for a, uh, for a Cheltenham Festival tipping website. And that, in, in doing that, I was watching classical dreams races back. And the thing, the thing I like, he was progressively more and more impressive. You know, he he didn't beat Aramon by a mile. You know, at the uh, Dub, uh, at, uh, Dublin Racing Festival, Cheltenham was was good. Punchestown was great, I reckon. He's, yeah. he's, when he Punchestown, beat Felix, Punchestown when, was his best performance. Where he beat Felix Deji, and that's what I like about Classical Dream. He's t- taken a step forward every single run, and Felix Deji is no mug. And classical classical dream has looked a, a cut above him. Like I, I, he's, I think he's going for chasing Felix Deji, but what price would he be for this twenties? Uh, 
yeah, you you put him in around there, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it's a. Um, I, I really like his form line, though, Jim. From an anti-post betting point of view, he's not a bet. No, I'm going to say from an anti-post betting point of view, it's Bouvardere each way at six to one, a complete and utter lovely scumbag bet. <laughs> but you're getting you e- love a scumbag each way. Well, you're getting even money on Bouvardere being in the first three in the champion hurdle. Yeah, in a race which doesn't he's look to have loads of strength in depth. It's windy. Windy on paper, it's very windy. Look, we we think Pentland Hills and Fusel Raffles, Jim. Do you think they can take steps forward and potentially be open grade one horses this season? You'd have to say that you'd expect something. We we know that juvenile form is never. You never really know where you stand with it, do you? Um, yeah, it was one one hilarious all of last year, and quite rightly as well. Going, this is such a bad crop of ju not a uh, of. Five-year-old hurdlers, such a bad crop. Farclar and Sayo, Mr. Adjudicator's come out. Well, well right, you saw, you, and then Espoir Dallin, who got injured, yeah, ended up being the champion hurdler. Yeah, well, you saw the the Revenant one at the weekend at uh, Longchamp at the art meeting, and he beat Pentland Hills at Haydock on debut by about twenty-five lengths. I, I remember watching it; it was absolute bog that day. And you, you look at, he got thrashed that day by grade one horse and he's gone and won two grade ones juvenile hurdles last season. It's unreal. And Nicky Henderson's got a strong team to go hurdling with this season, hasn't he? Uh, over two miles. Um, I was a massive fan of Fuso Raffles. Uh, when he won the Adonis, that was... A, oh, you're telling your story. Well, I might as well, if, if you've never heard before. I was sat in running watching the Triumph Hurdle betting market and... I saw how well he was travelling. I thought, he's going to absolutely thrash these. So I went to stick a couple of quid each way on, I think it was two quid each way at 33s or something. And I actually accidentally pressed 22 quid. And I ended up taking that price. And he went from, I think it was 22, uh, went from 20 to 1 odd, on or something bigger than that, to 20 to 1 to about 8s or 6s. So I cashed out straight away and... Day later, he was injured. Day later, it turns out through, he absolutely smashed through the last hurdle, and it was one of the best cash outs I've ever done. Cashed out for about fifty quid. Yeah. And oh, I remember coming. I've never been so happy in my life. I, I couldn't believe my luck. And I'm the anti-post scumbag, apparently. <laughs> uh, Jim, of of Nicky Henderson's pair of of juveniles from last season, Pentland Hills and Fusel Raffles. Who do you prefer? Now, I know that Bentland Hills is technically, would you say, the champion juvenile last season? Yeah, well, you'd he say is. that. Well, I think I think Fusel Raffles would be more for me this season. Uh, purely judged on his Adonis win. I was very impressed with that. And then he went to Punchestown and beat Fakir Duderi, who I think I'm hanging off the side of a cliff, carrying on backing. And I think he won a grade one that day. He did it well enough. He beat French Maid, who'd, who'd won a decent juvenile hurdle as well. I, I think he's got a lot more to come. He's only had two runs. We don't know where we exactly stand with him. And at this moment in time, if places are offering 16 to 1 about him, I think that's interesting. I, I, I'm quite a big fan of this horse, and I think he could progress more to the top of the market as the season goes on. I think you should go fighting fifth with him. I know Bouvardet's home is the fighting fifth, but 
I'd be interesting to see if he was to line up there and see what Nicky Henderson does with his three uh, three champion hurdle contenders this season. Does he split them up? Does he send them elsewhere? Well, speaking of Boover there, Jim, obviously things... The thing is, I, I, I guess overall it, it must have been a little bit of a slightly disappointing season for him last season. He still won two grade ones. Yeah. He still won two grade ones. And are we in danger of underestimating him? I don't know. I... I'm... Yes, cutting edge analysis. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to have a go at me here and say, but you love Bouverdere a lot. You well, on what he's achieved so far, he's clearly a better racehorse than Petman Hills off Fusel Raffles. That's, yeah. that's not to say that those two can pro- might progress past him. But, look, if uh, over the past three seasons, the vast majority of hurdlers and haven't been as good as Bouverdere. He's been beaten twice. In over three in in over three years, got stretching back to when he won the Grade One novice at Aintree. Yeah, when he stayed up, he's won. Barring the Aintree hurdle, where he was outdone by a stronger stayer in Super Sunday, and the Christmas hurdle, but he was outdone by a pacier horse in Vedana Blue, and then obviously he threw himself at the third in the Champion Hurdle or whatever it was. That that has to be a question mark, though. To be fair, Jim, because it has that has been his biggest asset. He's low, quick jumping for for a number of years. But is he just getting to that age now where he just get, he just gets a couple wrong in a race? We saw in the Christmas hurdle a bit last season that he made two errors, and they cost him the win against Vidana Blue. And I think age is catching up with him, and I think he'll struggle. I think he'll struggle this season. I know it's a weak weaker division, but there's some decent enough youth coming through that I think they could. Is it decent you. enough? Pentland Hills was a class five horse on the flat. Yeah, but that that to me and I, I but he's obviously I'm, progressed a lot more for hurdles. But yeah, I, I understand that. But it's something that worried me, and I put it I put it on when I was doing then daily discussions on Twitter. I put it out of that asking followers whether it worried them as well about Pentland Hills level on the flat, and it does to me because it suggests a ceiling of ability. Yeah, it suggests I can't buy that. You know, surely if you ran Bouverdere in a two-mile flat race, he'd be at least a class three horse. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. You know, and I, what, but what, flat what, form what, what, doesn't what, always follow through onto the jumps. No, it doesn't always, and obviously Pentland Hills is an infinitely better race horse with a hurdle in front of him. I remember Gary Moore having flat. a juvenile hurdler that was rated about fifty-five on the flat. And it ended up being a hundred and forty, hundred and high, hundred and thirty. Oh, I'm not, I'm not doubting that. That can happen, but I don't. But Petland Hills is still Petland Hills. Correct. He's still the Correct. same flesh and blood. Correct. And if he was so moderate, look, I'm, he's not a moderate hurdler. He's a well above average hurdler. But it, it, it is it is a worry in my mind that a horse who was so moderate on the flat in, is such an improved performer over hurdles. And I don't think it was a bad. Crop of juveniles last season. I know you've mentioned Fakir Dudery. I, I, I think he's a decent enough benchmark, a decent mid one. He's solid, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Saldier's got been a bit of a hype horse as well this summer. I know Willie, Willie Mullins has said in interviews, oh, don't forget Saldier. Don't forget Is Saldier. that an Irish accent? Uh, yeah, he's, he's apparently he's French now, <laughs> Willie Mullins. Uh, he's in, enjoyed Arc Weekend too much and he's come back. He thought, I'll sample some of the culture and the accent. And Saldier. Uh, 
is his is his second representative in the champion hurdle market. Uh, is this a case of believe the hype, or is this a case of people thinking, well, the champ, well, we need something to take classical dream and Bouvardere on with Saudi? Yeah, or, or, or you could throw Benny De Gier into that, couldn't you? Depending on where she goes, she won't go in the champ, won't run the champion hurdle. Surely not. Um, th- there's sort of that handful of twenty-five to one shots of like what will Willie Mullins run, and we'll throw it at it. That you could even chuck Aramon in there. Charger probably. We saw last season Charger was much improved last season. Yeah, it won't. Uh, t- it won't take much for him to be in the in the front three. So I, I'm, I'm not. I don't really want to comment on Saldier because I quite like seeing him run first before I say anything because I don't know where I stand with him. He needs to improve significantly. To, well to be the champion does he? Does he need to improve to be better than Pentland Hills and Fusel Raffles? Probably not. I, th- I think he Probably not. No. He, he, he does to be a classical dream and over there. Over there he does. Jim can we'll move on but before we do your selection at this stage for the champion hurdle in our big anti-post lucky 15. Well, I'm going to be boring and pick classical dream, but knowing that you'll probably pick him, I'm just going to chuck Fusel Raffles in there. I think Fusel Raffles could be a beast this season. I'm really looking... He, he's the main one out of the two-mile division that I'm looking forward to. So I'm going to put Fusel Raffles in at 16-1. to 1. I'm going to have an each-way lucky 15 out of the four races. I'm not going to go win. Yeah. Oh, it's not for me. I think classical dream wins it. Yeah. I think classical I can, dream wins it. I completely agree with you. But at the prices, at this moment in time, I'd rather be backing Fuso Raffles. Right, well, we'll move on to the Wednesday. And this is a really, really interesting anti-post market for the champion chase. Altior heads the betting at a general 7-2 to two to win his third champion chase. Falls around as well. Chacun Paul Soir, 10s and 12s for Min. Then you look in 20s, La Richburg, Silos, Emery, Soul Royals, 16s, as well as Aziz Defi de Soy. I'm not odd checkers layout doing me over once again. <laughs> also, 14s for Duke de Geneva. Why is it in this order? We'll never know. <laughs> but Jimbo, we'll, we'll start with the reigning champ, the greatest I've ever seen, Altio, and I've already backed him to win a fourth champ, to win a third champion chase. Do you want to hear my reasoning? Fire away. Because he won't win the King George. <laughs> it's simple as. He won't win the King George. And I agree. Not, and they're not going to run in the Ryanair. I agree. Why on earth? I understand that Altior looks like he stays further now. And do you know what? He probably is a better horse over over further. But you aren't going to gear a horse as good as Altior's season around winning the Ryanair or the Melling Chase. Why not? Because it's the Melling Chase. And the Ryanair. But, the, the Ryanair is the Ryanair. But the Ryanair captured a lot no. of people's imaginations no. last season. The Ryanair is a good grade one, but it's no, but it's not. It's the. It's not. So a do championship. you not think they'll go for the Gold Cup? Why would you? you? You've got something you're the best at in the world. He still is the best two miler around because he's unbeaten. He's unbeaten. But why be boring and just keep going back to it when you know that he's got the potential to be something else? What's the point? I, no, I don't get that. So was enabled boring for going for three arcs instead of trying to instead of trying to win the Ballymore? No, because she was sort of campaigned over a mile and two. Like we saw in the eclipse, we were expecting her to 
we didn't think she was that speedy, to be brutally honest, but she showed that she was speedy. And also the feat that no one's ever won three arcs. So that's the other point. Whereas it's been a long time. Someone someone older than me can tell me the last horse to have won three champion chasers. Because Sprinter Sacra only won two, didn't they? Yeah, but... Mastermind had won two. Yeah. So but there was a two-year difference between Sprinter Sacras. Oh, yeah, I know. But, you know, five, five Cheltenham Festival victories in a row. It is better for a horse to have won five... Five races at the Cheltenham Festival. You'd rather win three champion chasers than win two champion chasers and get beat in a Gold Cup. And he's a hell of a lot likelier to be beaten in a Gold Cup than he's to be beaten here. Because he's a but cha- how do we know he'd get beaten in a Gold Cup? We if, don't. But exactly. He, but he's so likely. why not find out? He's likely to. Because he's, you only have one Altio. He's, he's, he's not here for an infinite amount of time. It, we, we, we can't say, we'll run him in the Gold Cup and then... If it doesn't work out, it's all right. Well, we've got the champion chase again. No, we don't. It's one or the other. It's one or the other this season, and especially when he's when he's getting older. You obviously feel very passionate about Altior at this moment in time. I do. I absolutely love him, and I'm I'm a bit like racing blogger with a neighbour. I'll be crying my eyes out if he don't win at the, if he don't win at the festival. So my reasoning is, if I was Nicky Henderson, I just I, I don't want to disagree with the great man, but I also think, but I do think he's wrong. He's wrong to aim Altior at the King George and he's wrong well what what happens if Altior wins the King George do they then go Gold Cup against a field of possibly the deepest Gold Cup field in my lifetime you know I was going to say four top novices coming through unfortunately we're without top of the game but you can make a case for three good novices from last season Kenboy album photo a fully fit presenting Percy Clandice O'Bone might get a bit further this year it's a deep, deep, deep race. And Altior isn't a confirmed stayer. What he is confirmed as is the best two-mile chaser around. Yes, even though he might be a little bit better over two and a half, say, nowadays, he's still the best at two, in my opinion. And I think I've taken the four to one with Bet365 on Altior, on Altior winning the champion chase. Because if he doesn't stay in the King George and gets beat in the King George and then they decide to step back in trip, I think that'll look a ridiculous price, and people will be saying this time come March, how on earth was Altior 4-1 to win the champion chase after he's already won it four, uh, two years prior? He's yep. unbeaten in 18. Oh, rant over. It wasn't really a rant, was it? it was just, you, could, you, could tell, you can tell I care, Jim. You, you do. You, you, I'd say <laughs> Altior's your flagship horse. Oh, he's my favourite horse. And it's like what you said with... Uh, you seen glass slippers on debut. I, you, you, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not taking any credit for Altio. That would be ridiculous. But I kind of think I clocked on to him being a bit special before other people did. Yeah. After he won at Kempton, and I was on. I was. He was probably my biggest bet. Yeah. Of uh, when he won the Supreme to beat Min. Yeah. He was kind of my lump job for that Cheltenham. And since that day, there is you no know, better feeling than seeing a horse early on in its career and following it. Falling it off a cliff and then it it loses, but you go. No, I'm going to carry on with it. I'm going to. There's something about this horse, and then it provides that that excellent. Oh, there's no better. It, you look back to last season, Paisley Park, yeah. and you saw him getting beat at Warwick in that novice hurdle behind. I think it was Mister Whipped, and I thought there's something about that horse that, that one day, and you just follow through with it, and it always pays off. Oh, it's best feeling in the world. Thomas Darby Arkle winner, 2020. <laughs> So that we'll have a novice preview up next week. But Jim, speaking of the no- speaking of novices, there were four 
from last season who feature in the betting for this. Shaqam Paulsoir, La Richeberg, Silos Emery and Duke de Geneva. Obviously Shaqam Paulsoir by far the shortest of them in the betting. And the race he won at Punchestown where he beat Defi de Soy and Duke de Geneva, that was the best novice chase of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, us and them were in it as well, and Arnura, who had yes, form early yeah. on in the season. I know they well, fell and unseated Div- earlier. Devada as well, he won a grade one. Yeah, he, he was back in fourth, so... It's a deep, deep, deep race, and he won it really well. <laughs> he, he did, and he's the exciting one to take on Altior, if Altior does line up here. I, I think he brings in solid credentials on that grade one novice win at Punchestown. Uh, I think he... He's a decent price at this moment in time at six to one. It just depends where they go with him, because could they step him up to two mile four? Um, he had form over two mile two hurdles in France. He, he, he didn't quite do it over there. But Willie Mullins has obviously progressed him over fences. He's won a nice Grade One, and he's an obvious candidate for either this or the Ryanair. Oh, I think they'll target him at this. Dear. Yeah, I've, 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 I think they want the LTR beat. Yeah, the, the Lemoyne's team. They tried many a time in the same colours with Min, haven't they? Yeah, well, and, and look, they, 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 they have on paper the horse who looks most capable of doing it. You know, if if yeah. a horse beats LTR, well, not this season. If a horse beats LTR this season, it'll probably be something like lost in translation in the King George. But if a horse beats LTR over two miles this year, I think it'll be Shaquan Poissoir. But the market suggests that as well. Yeah, he could be absolutely anything. Yeah, because he, he's priced up as well on the back of one run. It was an exceptional run, but it's one outstanding piece of form from Punchestown, rather than an overall. Body. Yeah, you'd quite like to see him do it again, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll bump into probably Undersaw in the season. I'm probably Larichberg. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Larichberg last season. He quite clearly improved for fences. Um, he got beat over two mile four by Delta Work. By Delta Work, who's a, a, a deeper stayer, who we'll probably talk about later on. Uh, I think he's a two miler, definitely. Uh, we saw in the Arkle Grade One at Leopardstown that he beat us and them. He beat Mengli Khan. I, th- I think he is. <laughs> he missed the end of last season due to injury, didn't he? And I think good ground is the key to him. So it'll be interesting to see how the season plays out. I do think he needs the ground to be good. It'd be interesting to see what he does on softer because you look at his hurdles for him and he's he's ran all right races on soft, hasn't he? But nothing special. And he, he was last season's early season novice that yeah. impressed everyone. And he needs to bounce back from this injury. And who knows if he's the same horse. Some Some horses don't recover from injuries that well. No, I'll also give a quick mention that Silos Emery was my anti-prospect for the Arkle last season and he beat Duke de Geneva who won a woeful Arkle and I think will be found out as being not a grade one horse this season. That is that is my... If if everyone has a horse to follow, my horse to be exposed this year, I think Duke de Geneva isn't as good as his official rate yeah. suggests he is. The, there's two in this that have taken my eye at prices. Um... I'm going to have to mention him already. Dynamite dollars. Behave. He's a massive price. He's 33 to 1. He had good good chasing form last season. Picked up an injury before Cheltenham. Whether he'll be the same horse, I don't know. Is he, it good? He's beating. It looked good he's at the time. He's got grade one form. He's beat Lalore, who 
God knows what's happened to him. And Kalashnikov, who was going the wrong way round and at two miles. And Arnur. Did you beat Arnur? Yeah, beat him. Beat him at Sandown. The winner of the worst grade one in history. I'm willing to stick with him. You never know. And a horse I'm of massive interest of, and we're not going to talk about the Ryanair, but it could go there, Master Dino. Yeah, good shout. He was a runaway winner at Plumpton, beating Knock Knock Nanus. Yeah, got him. And he was very taking that day. I could see him going over two mile, but he, he majority of of his forms over two mile four. Um, but he's of 20, 25 to one. He's a bit of interest. Could small stake each way at this moment in time. Could play for either race to be honest, because I think he's a horse of massive potential. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll just talk a little bit more about some of the more senior uh, chasers from last season. Min, surely the only way he wins this is if Altior steps up in trip. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And Soul Royal, who I thought last season progressed into a proper, proper grade one animal. I He'd be of interest to me. You're a Altior massive fan of Soul Royal. Well, I, I, I think he's very solid. I, I think he's a pacey two-miler. And again, what he was... It, He's had Altior in more trouble than I've seen any other horse do so. You know, he looked the likeliest winner jumping the last of the champion chase last season. He got outstayed up the hill then by by Altior and Politolog, but I think he was ridden to have to play his cards early. Yeah. You know, and 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 try and outspeed Altior. Lost nothing in defeat there. Was he second again behind him in the celebration chase as yeah. well? He's a good benchmark. He's he's a good benchmark for these novices to have to improve past mm-hmm. if LTR isn't around. Deffy Desai is also in the market. He was a model of consistency, won the JLT last season, dropped back to two miles, got beat by Shaq and Borsoir, but not by far. And he's a proper grade on horse as well, Jim, though would you see him his best as being over further? Well, at stages last season, I thought he was a two-miler, but... The, his, his win against Lost in Translation proved to me he's a two mile four horse. Um, his win when he got beat on New Year's Day by Lost in Translation, I thought definitely two miler. But he, he quite clearly showed at Cheltenham that he is a solid two mile four horse. He can operate that too, though, surely. Yeah, he can do. He could do both. Um, you could go whatever way you wanted with him. If the ground went soft, <laughs> you'd go over two mile. If the ground was good at Cheltenham, you'd go. Um, the Ryanair, won't you? The, it, he's, a, he's a horse that can leave you open with options, which I like. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of Defi Desai, but I think this season he could throw his hat into the ring because he, he surprised me last season. Oh, I think he's a top-class operator. So do I. And but, I, I do now, but the whole of last season, I was probably against him every time he ran. Because he ran against Lost in Translation yeah, every probably. time and you were at home with your little Lost in Translation tattoo on your, on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I I had my silks on. I had a scarf. You name it. Everything was yellow last season. Oh, why? He's not. You're not. He's not joking either. He's even turned up today in you know, a lost in translation <laughs> beanie hat. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on from other Jim. Who wins the champion chase for you? Add into your lucky fifteen. Are you doing his scumbag each way one? <sighs> don't say dynamite dollars or you're banned N- from the podcast. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't think dynamite dollars, but I I am a big fan of him. Um. Just say Altior. I think I'll say Shaq on Porsois. Fair enough. That's the only. That's the other acceptable option. I, I think each way six to one. I'm going to be a scumbag here. Chuck him in. I think. I think he's a solid each way play at this moment in time. I'm going to say Altior as well. Well, obviously because and I've, I, I think four to the one. Apple of your eye. I think four to one for Altior 
to win the champion chase again is a ridiculously good anti-post bet because there are so many things that need to happen in order for them to convince Nicky Henderson to run him in a gold cup because Hendo said at the end of last year there's no point in doing it for a Ryanair. Yeah, fair enough. I still think he's likely to turn up here than in any other race at Cheltenham and he's the likeliest winner of it. Uh, moving on to the Thursday now and the stayers hurdle and well, speaking of ridiculously good anti-post bets, big Mr Tomo got Paisley Park at 5-1 to one anti-post for in the summer and I'm very, very happy with that. He heads a bet in again at a general 5-2 to two to retain his crown. Benny Dedier, general 6s and 7s, 10s if the cap fits, 12s for Manella Rindo, going chasing, ignore him in the betting, same with Champ, ignore him. Ignore pretty much every novice hurdler from last season, to be fair. They all seem to be going chasing, though Penhill is 14-1 to one as well, and so too is Apple's Jade. Jim, we'll start with a favourite. We'll let you talk about him because he was your long-term project from last season and hopefully he made our listeners a lot of money. He didn't do bad to me, for me, to be fair. Um, he started off at Aintree last season in a handicap and... He was an absolute steal in that off 140. Um, did he start? Did he not get beat at Chepstow before? Have I invented that? Yeah, you, you've invented that. He lost him. Fair enough. He got beat in the Albert Bartlett at Cheltenham. Yeah. And then he came back in a two mile four handicap hurdle at Aintree and he absolutely sprung into life. Oh, I remember him winning at Aintree. I just thought I seen him get beat at Chepstow before. <laughs> Don't know what else I'm thinking of, but carry on, Jim. Um, and then he went on to the Haydock, what used to be the fixed brush, and his turn of foot in that final furlong was magnificent. I've never seen a horse over three miles turn a foot between the furlong and the pole and the final pole. Oh, God, speechless. Genuinely speechless. I thought he was beat. And... That's when we got on at 50s, boys. We weren't on at 50s. You always say 50s. I was on at 25. You said 50s to me. I was on at 25. Don't make me look an idiot on my own podcast. Oh, I was on at 25s. I've never been on at 50s. Why? Why Why have you let me say this all of last season? And you've not brought it. You've not, we never well, once I de- corrected I've decided, me. I've decided that I'm, I'm sick of you just beefing me up. Just, it's 25 to 1. Miserable Jim's back. So I was on at 25s after that. We, See, we all, I showed you the bet slip. Do you not remember? Do you think I pay attention to you? No, probably not, no. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he went to the state, well, we'll fast forward to the stairs hurdle last season. What a race that was, we have to say. Um, Faheen and Sam Spinner went off lickety split up front and absolutely mowed them down in the final three furlongs, didn't he? That that camera angle on ITV where his little head was just poking through the shot, you could just see it, and he was coming. Uh, Aidan Coleman brought him wide, give him a fantastic ride. To say that only that season, that was Aidan Coleman's first grade one, was pretty unbelievable. He gave that a really good ride, I thought, and, oh, oh, he's the apple of my eye. I love him so much, and he's a steal at three to one at this moment in time because there's only... I'll just lie, Jim. I'll just say I'm only in my 50s. Yeah, why not? Just lie. Um, <laughs> so, th- there's a, there's a two at bigger prices that I, I could see possibly challenging him, but at this moment in time, 3 to one's a very good bet because he'll be a lot shorter on the day because he's going to win. It'll be a ridiculously good bet because this is going to be a weaker race. This is going to be a weaker race Do you than think? it was last year. It was. Sam Spinner's going chasing. I know he's just not as good as Paisley Park, but... 
if, if you look down the list, everything is either a novice from last season that's going chasing, likely to run in a different race. Shall I tell you I, one that I don't think will? Go on. Emmy Tom. Uh, no, he is. He is? As far as I'm aware, he's chasing. Because I think Emmiton at 20s is interesting. That's something else. A mate of mine, uh, Anthony Greenwood, who drinks where I uh, work, he's he's also on Emmiton at a big price to this. I, I, I was a big fan of him last season. He had two nice runs like strung together and then he was thrown in at the deep end. And he did flourish, I think. Uh, he ran oh, the yeah. credit at Aintree. Champ's a proper arse. And he, he just bumped into Champ and we know the reputation that Champ has. I think he's... I think Emmy Tom could be a, an animal. I, interesting to see if he goes over fences because I, I do think he's interesting. But, Wherever he ends up. But at, at 20s at this moment in time, he'd be my other player. Uh, Benny Dedger is the most underrated hurdler in training. Absolutely top class and she'd be the biggest threat to Paisley Park if she ran in this. Unfortunately, it's uh, Willie Mullins, Rich Richie Mayer. So she could go for any of about <laughs> 27 races at the race. festival. We can't wait to see her break Tiger's heart in the cross country. <laughs> uh, if the cap fits, Jimmy won the Liverpool hurdle. He looked like a free miler for a long time. But again, he, he needs £10 worth of improvement to beat Paisley Pack. If, if Benny DeGers goes to the Mayor's target, if the cap fits, it looks the likeliest potential challenger. But... Is he just not as good? Well, we've always been a massive fan of him, haven't we? Um, since he won that two-mile hurdle on Boxing Day, beating these to be... He's always looked a slow arse, we've, we've been a massive fan. And in the whole of last season, camping him over two... Running him over two miles, two mile three. Well, I just step him up to three. And the time that we, that he stepped him up to three, we both were on him, weren't we? And he ran an absolute cracker. Uh, he's jumping... Went to pot a bit at the end. He made a bit of an error, and Sean Bowen gave him a cracking ride. And I think that this season he could come back better. Um, I do think he'll improve. I think it, whether we'll quite improve up to Paisley Park's level uh, is a different question. But he is a horse I really like, and it's just a shame that he's going to bump into a possible superstar of the season. Yeah. Uh- I, I, I like if the cat fits, but I, I just don't think he's anywhere near as good as Paisley Park. And like I say, I'd rather back Paisley Park at 5-2 to two than if the cat fit at 10s. Uh, before we finish with this, Jim, we'll just have a quick 30 seconds on Penhill. I was just who, about to say that. Who still exists. The Penhill. winner of 2018, not seen since finishing second behind Faheen in the stays hurdle back in 2018. Can I run through uh, the horses who Penhill beat? Go on. In the Stairs Hurdle in 2018. Super Sunday, who doesn't stay three miles. <laughs> Holstone, who isn't top class. Colin's sister. Sam Spinner, who was given an awful ride and also isn't top class. Janworth, who is now with Ender Bolger <laughs> and the World's End. They were, they, were the, they, were, they were the six horses in behind him. He then got his arse handed to him on a plate by, Pun- uh, by Faheen at Punchestown. But you look who was still behind. Be. Shane's Hill, Identity Thief. Labagor, I was back there. York Hill. That wasn't a bad renewal. Stop. No, you're listing horses who are good at other things than three mile hurdles. <laughs> All right, fair dues. You, you, you're listing a group of horses. It was a woeful stayers hurdle. But the race was. We don't know where we stand him. with him, do we? So he, he could come back even better. Oh, I, I, know, know. I know where Penhill stands. In his box. <laughs> In his box, he don't come out. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, 
he's there as well. And I'm sorry to Tony Bloom and Willie Bones. I actually quite like Penhill, but I not, like the intrigue that there's, there's he only runs every blue there. moon. I quite like the fact that he only does that. Yeah, but there's not a chance he he, he won a woeful stairs hurdle. Fahin, you know, Fahin was a better three miler than him that season, uh, and I don't think he'll beat Paisley Park. Moving on to the biggest one. Oh, I've, I've not I've not asked this for a suggestion, but we're both going to say Paisley Park, aren't we? Yeah, obviously Paisley Park. Chuck him in there. Go on, Lewis Thomason. Going with all three favourites so yeah, far. That just sums you up, really, doesn't it? You money, money, man. money. <laughs> what what song was that? that In start, a rich man's world. You it started like Abba. Abba, but it didn't really sound like well, it. Well, it started with it started as Abba, and then it came out to a Ted DiBiase, <laughs> the Million Dollar Man's <laughs> entrance music from WWE. You know, uh, you know what I mean. Here comes yeah. the money. I, I kind of merged them both. I thought <laughs> a bit of a remix. You know what I mean. Oh. Moving swiftly on. We'll move swiftly on to, on paper, the best Gold Cup of my 20 years of existence. I think, in terms of Antipos, this is such a such a deep race. But we say this every year and it never happens, does it? No. Well, I think it will. I think it will this year because we've got good novices coming through. Unfortunately, not top of the game. Uh, but we do have, it's a really, really deep renewal. Kenboy heads a general betting at around 11-2, to two, sevens. For album photo. Uh, eights and nines for Santini. Similar prices lost in translation. General tens, twelves for Altior and Delta work. Jimbo shaking his head at the mention of Altior as well. So it's not just me being a lunatic. Fourteens presenting Percy. Sixteens Clandesobo. Twenties Native River. And Tiger Roll. Anibal flies also that price. So too Surname. And Frodon. Jim, that's just a who's who of every good staying chaser in... In the world. Yeah, pretty much. And a good two-miler in Altior as well. Uh, Jim, we'll let you start with the reigning champion album photo, who you was on at uh, 250 to 1. <laughs> 16 uh, we were on at. Uh, Jim, uh, go away, will he defend his crown? No. <laughs> um, for some, I, I was looking at myself last season thinking... Why have I tipped up Albion Photo? But even even the run-up before the race, I was thinking, what am I doing tipping Albion Photo, the most unpredictable horse? Well, that wasn't... He's not of, that, of the Gold Cup field. Right, I was going to say because... Not, the, of, uh, not of the world. The Paul Car, uh, the Paul Townend situation, sorry, was Paul Townend, not the horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, At fairy house. And <laughs> when he won at Tremor, I thought, well, that's that's a decent... He should be winning this. He's, got, he's against some good rivals. If he wins it decisively, we might be in with a chance. And he beat Total Recall by six, invitation only, and I was pleased with him. Um, we saw last season that he's... Well, and his novice season, that his jumping wasn't his specialist point. Uh, we saw that he fell at Cheltenham and broke Ruby's leg. He's a bit of a fruitcake. We saw him run out at Punchestown uh, when God knows what happened. So we know he's very unpredictable. We don't know what that he's going to... That wasn't him, though. Well, you that know, wasn't his fault. Yeah, he's been very, very solid, Barry. That I, I, you, I, you can't call the horse quirky off but, the base. But his jumping that. has never been his strong point, has it? Yeah. And he came out at Tremor and he jumped magnificently. I, I thought he jumped really well from the front led all the way and, and did that. And I, I thought... I sort of watched the Gold Cup in a bit of what's going on. 
It was a strange race. It was a bit of a shamble. Like, I don't want to use the word shambles, it fell apart. but it fell apart. As soon as Kemboy was out of it, it was like, what is going on? And Kemboy then- went, Bells Hill never, never went a yard. Uh, presenting Percy was injured. Clemens Oboe didn't stay. And he's, he's, he's finished ahead of Hannibal Fly and who was third? Bristol, Bristol the Mai, Native River. It's not even elegant escape was a long way behind in sixth. It's not for, for, to say on paper it looked it looked a cracking renewal. A lot of the ones who you'd have been expecting to be at the top end, things just didn't quite go right for. That wasn't album photo's fault. No, and he did his job really, really well. He jumped really well. He travelled. He he looked the winner coming in from the straight. Oh, he was a convincing winner. And. He won it decisively in the end, two mile, uh, two mile and a half. And there was question marks whether he'd stay the three and two, because I wasn't exactly entirely sure. Um, but he, he did it well in the end. I, I think he, maybe it was that run at Punchestown that's slightly knocking me a bit because he got abs- he got his arse handed to him at Punchestown, didn't he? By Ken Boy. Ken Boy is is the obvious. Kemboy's the right favourite. Yeah, he is the right favourite. His win at Aintree was impressive. He absolutely impressive. demolished Glandy's demolished And we know where we stand with Glandy's And then he went and did the same at Punchestown, where he beat Alboon Photo. Snow Falcon was back there. We've, we've seen, we know how consistent he is. Yeah, one won at Gowron at the weekend. Gowron, sorry. Bells Hill, definitely red. He's, he's beat... Modelling. He's beat grade one horses. Yeah, he's beat solid grade one horses. He deserves to be eleven to two favourite, but I'm not with him because there's a certain horse in this race that has a large piece of my heart. And I know, and I, I, I know you're going to say lost in translation, but Kenboy is really, really. I mean, his record last year. You can understand why he's favourite. Completely. And if anyone was to say I'm going to back Kenboy for the Gold Cup. I would not put you off whatsoever. He's a right favourite. He he's I think he's a solid bet. Um and if it was any other year, I'd probably have I'd be all over him at this moment in time. Yeah, because Bar Bar Barry Money won Barry Money went left the race early in the Gold Cup. Yeah. He's six on his last seven. But there's one question mark. One question mark I pose. Does he need to be a front runner? Uh I can see why you might because say he was that. midfield in the, at Cheltenham when he never went a yard and he everything went wrong and he fell and he led at Aintree he led at Punchestown and he led at um, in the at Christmas chase. Uh, well, it it he led at half, from halfway and and the, the yeah because it was a slow run race and he, yeah and, it, it, and it, yeah. David Mullins took the initiative really. But yeah. if you look at other horses here who will be front run who would front run. There isn't a lot, I don't think, other than you could probably chuck Lost in Translation album photo. They're normally prominent, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Clandy Zobel normally sits towards the back. Native River's normally forward. Annabel Fly's normally at the back. Delta Work, midfield normally. So he, he, could, he could get it to suit him. Could, it's, 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 it's the race a, could suit him a lot. It's not because, an out-and-out competitive. Because there's only going to be Native River with Richard Johnson absolutely pile driving him into every fence. Yeah. It's only going to be him. And you know he'll just plod along next to you, won't he? He won't go any quicker than Ken Boy. No. So of 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 the two, Willie Mullins then who topped the betting, Ken Boy and Albert Fotto, who's the likeliest winner? Ken Boy. Ken Boy, I agree. I agree. 
So we'll move on to the novices from last season. Like we said, top of the game, the RSA winner, unfortunately, out for the season. But the second and third from that race, Santini and Delta Worker there. So too is the apple of Jim's eye, lost in translation, obviously, winner of the mild May. At, at Aintree, after he was second to Defi Desoy in the JLT. Uh, Broke my heart. Jim, I'll let you talk about the three novices and, well, lost in translation. Well, we finally saw him run over further than two mile four. We saw him run over three mile and one at Aintree against top of the game, who had just won the RSA. We knew where we stood with him and he absolutely demolished him. He jumped better, he travelled better. Top of the game obviously took a lot out of him at Cheltenham, but that was a very, very, very good performance. He's beat top of the game by six lengths and he's shown that... He is a machine, and we've seen. I've, 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 even in his early days, when he, you're going to laugh at me eh? because I've followed these two off a cliff. But on debut, lost in translation, bumped into Dynamite Dollars at Chepstow in a novice hurdle. Oh no, I like form lines. And like them that. two have been the two that I've absolutely followed off a cliff. One's gone to three miles. One's more of a two miler, and I, I, I think that. He's disappointed me a couple of times. and I was disappointed at Sandown, but it's a speedy track, isn't it? It won't have suited him. Um, but will look, he win the Gold Cup? Yes. I think he will. I think he's made to win the Gold Cup. And I think the route that they're going with him is interesting. I really like what they're doing with him. They're going to go Charlie Hall. They're going to go Betfair Chase. They're going to go King George. I don't know whether they'll find a race in the middle. But then they're going to go to the Gold Cup, and I, I like that route. You give him plenty, of, give him a, give him a big break from Christmas to the Gold Cup, and see what if he progresses any more from there. And if he goes well in the Gold Cup, you can then look forward to Punchestown. Starting fairly early because there was rumours he was going to go to Carlisle in a couple of weeks. Well, that's, that that was the initial plan, wasn't it? And yeah. it seems like it's changed a lot. Even though that I thought he'd be an absolute monster in the Labrooks Trophy, <laughs> and I'm disappointed that. I'm on him at big prices. But I'd rather him be campaigned as if he's a Gold Cup horse. Whereas the Labrooks Trophy, in my opinion, it used to be the solid route for a novice to go, second season novice to go. And I'd rather him go Charlie Hall because I think the Charlie Hall start of the season, everyone knows who he is, that's where we stand with him, bang. And then he's going to go for the Triple Crown. Yeah, I like him as well, Jim. And I've got some anti-post pennies on Lost in Translation. 16s, I'm on. To win the Gold Cup. I'm on at 16. 16,000. <laughs> Get lost. Uh, lost in translation. Yeah, I really like him. I, I like the fact how he's quick enough to be given a proper, a speedy horse in Defi Desoy. You know, Defi Desoy is competing in grade ones over and, two miles. And I think he'll be dangerous in the Betfair and, and the King George. Well, what what I was saying, I, I like, I think he looked like a horse who stays really well when he beat top of the game in the mm-hmm. moment. That wasn't top of the game at his best. No. But he saw the race out really well. But he does have the enough speed to compete with a horse who's competing in grade ones over two miles yeah. over two and a half he looks to have a very very deadly blend of speed and stamina loss in translation and I'm very happy with him he'd be in my free against the field along with Kemboy and one who we'll discuss later a quick word on Santini and Delta Work I think Delta Work was the best horse that ran in the RSA last season and I think David Russell would ride him differently if they did it all over again 
he was imperious at Punchestown, and he'll surely pick up every grade one in Ireland he turns up in this year. Yeah, yeah. Unless I, he books into Kenboy. Yeah, I, I could agree with you there. Um, I think Santini, the race or suit Ke- Santini. Yeah, um, that's thing. I think Delta works a better horse than Santini. I think Delta works more of a Gold Cup horse. Yeah, I think Delta work. Be interested to see if they come over the channel, the and come to England to race him. The or, Irish Sea. Uh, Irish Sea. Not the so Ireland well. hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Brexit oh, Boris Johnson enough of that um, I think it'd be interesting to see if he comes over to the Betfair or the King George because I don't think they'll suit Delta work or, or they could go to the JM Wine with Santini that'd be interesting well you, you, you'd give him a cam- if, if Santini were mine surely you'd give him a campaign well he's, he's stepping stone to Cheltenham and surely be like the Cotswold chase that'll, that, something like that'll suit him right down to the ground and you know it's a fur- furlong and a half further than than three miles, isn't it? Yeah. Cheltenham, the track suits him perfectly. Uh, he's not for me at this stage, but I can see won- why. Because you saw he's running the Corto Star <laughs> on Boxing Day. Was it Boxing Day? Yeah, he needs yeah. a galloping track. Where he got beat by the Bagowa. Kempton wasn't is not his track, so don't bother going for the King George with Santini. No, I I agree with you. Altior won't run in this, surely. If I mean, if Altior wins the Gold Cup, he is. There is no doubt that he's the greatest horse Ever. in history, the greatest chaser in history. Uh, like we said, we, we like Delta Work, but we don't. Neither of us particularly see him as a Gold Cup type. He's a nice horse. Oh, he's a proper proper Grade One animal, yeah. and I'd I'd you know he if, could pick up the if it, if if it was at the King George or the Irish Gold Cup or at Punchestown. It, it, There's it, grade, twos, for that. grade twos, grade threes to be won with him. No, no, grade ones. And grade ones. Proper grade one horse, Delta Work. But I just don't, I think he's more of a speedy three miler than an out and out stale. Yeah. Uh, the third one I'd have against the field, and Jim knows what's coming, is presenting Percy. Absolute trash. Who again, I maintain, look at, look at the beating he was going to give to Album Photo in the RSA last season. He won the Galmoy well, and he came back from the Gold Cup injured. This is just because he's had a he's got he's got a strange trainer. He's not strange. He's unique. Unique and strange mean the same thing. One's <laughs> just one's just a nicer way of saying it. Jim. I, I think I think Pat Kelly's a clever man. Yeah, he is. Oh, I'm not doubting it, and I I, I kind of like that it riles. People. I like that intrigue. Yeah, I, I like that he winds people up by, by, <laughs> so by not communicating. But he does have a proper, proper weapon on his hands in presenting Percy. I, he went off favourite for the race last season. And again, it is worth stressing, he came back from the race lame yeah. and injured. They're going to campaign him properly as well this season. Yeah, They're completely. not just going to tell racecourses to change the way they put the fences and let him have a jump round. <laughs> John Durkin, isn't it? John Durkin's meant to be the starting player. Yeah. He wins that. He can half in price. Yeah. Because then people people go back to thinking, this is the champion staying novice chaser from two years ago, who's clearly back to his best. Again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself over and over again, but he reminded me so much of Denman when he won the RSA. And he's, he's absolutely battered the reigning Gold Cup in that year. And I know Philip Reynolds has said, well, Alban Photo might be a better horse this time around, which he probably is. He probably is. It's not to say a fully fit presenting Percy isn't either. And right. at sixteen to one, it's a risk I'm willing to take as well. Yeah. Each way. He's also on my anti post portfolio. Jim, are there any is there anything else you'd you'd like to give a mention to in the Gold Cup market? No, n- not really. I've I've thrown all my darts in there. Um well, all my one dart. Yeah, we, we um, rattled we, we rattled through Candy's oboe, 
Good horse, Finky State. I'll just go through for like 10 seconds. Clan Zobo. Good horse, King George winner. Didn't appear to stay in the Gold Cup last season. Although I thought he stayed better than people made out there. Yeah, so did I. But, but I think if the ground was slightly better, I think he would have stayed. I think if he's good ground, he stays that far. Yeah, I I, I could see that. And I, I wouldn't. But the last two Gold Cups have been absolute bottomless, haven't they, nearly? Yeah. I wouldn't rule Clandesobo out, but unfortunately, I don't think it's him. Native River's a slow boat and he won't win this race again, unfortunately. Tiger Roller running across country. Interesting Annibal, for the Welsh National, though. Yeah. Native River. Hannibal Fly uh, is lovely and admirable and everyone he's likes lovely. him. <laughs> he's lovely. Hannibal Fly is lovely. He's a lovely horse. He really is. He j- and he's admirable, but second, he's done well to finish second and third in two Gold Cups and surname... Uh, well, they need they need to do a presenting Percy and get Cheltenham to put the fences the other way round. <laughs> uh, Jim, Gold Cup winner to complete the lucky fifteen. Lost in translation. I don't want a copy. Oh my God! Are you actually following me? In? Of all the stick you've given me over the years about lost in I translation, I followed you in. I followed you in on the JLT. Even though, even on our preview podcast, I said Deffy Desai beats him. You talked me into changing my mind, backing loss in translation, and I've uh, did did me bollocks. Oh. Did me bollocks. And you still owe me that fifteen quid for Batash and Wells Fargo while I'm having a go at you. What has happened to Wells Fargo, by the way? Absolutely, wheels on have fallen. On a Cheltenham Fog Old Cup preview, oh. this is like me. You can't complain at me shoehorning the Grand National into every conversation we but have from now on. If they've money, you, you're interested, aren't you? Always. Always. Apart from parking, which of mine is going to run out in 10 minutes. So we need to wrap this up. I'm going to say... Uh, can I have three against the field? Right, no. so your lucky 15 is... My lucky 15 is Classical Dream, Altior, Paisley Park, and... Oh, bugger it, presenting Percy. Interesting. Um, Mr Watson. I, I forgot who's, who's my champion. Oh, Fusel Raffles. Uh, Chacon Porsois, uh, Paisley Park, and Lost in Translation. They're my four to start. So we'll, we'll probably talk about the novices next week, won't we? Yeah, we're, we're going to do a preview of all of all the novices. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see some good ones out. Reserve Tank meant to be out at Chepstow this week. Really exciting. That's really, really exciting. Listen to Gar Oscar as well, possibly. Mm. Uh, coming out Sad of news about yeah. Rebecca Curtis's yesterday, yeah, wasn't it? Drover's Lane, unfortunately, uh, lost over the weekend at Rebecca Curtis's yard. So hopefully, Listen to Gar Oscar. Gives them a little bit of light in a in a tough time for the yard, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but we, we will be uh, discussing all the novice her- all the novice chasers and maybe some novice hurdlers to co- uh, to look at next week. We hope you've enjoyed the return of Turf Talk series two. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you all again next week. See you later. Mm-hmm.